Hey, so we have a fun food heist today. We have a delicious food heist. Oh, good. My favorite Caribbean food. Oxtail. Oxtail. Okay. Are you more of a jerk chicken guy than an oxtail guy? I'll eat the oxtail, but I like the jerk chicken. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. Some of the best things I've ever eaten. Mm -hmm. I love oxtail. So in Houston, regular traffic stop, someone was speeding. Mm -hmm. Cop pulled them over, and in the process of writing a ticket, noticed they had an unusual quantity of raw meat in their back seat. And it turned out that they had a bunch of oxtail and steak and shrimp. So they were going to eat well, or, you know, whoever worked at their restaurant was going to eat well. 46 packages of raw meat, so not a huge heist, yeah. mm-hmm. but it's about the same monetary value as the last one we did with the... But it's a higher class but, sort yeah. of thing to steal, right? Mm-hmm. Plus they made it out of the grocery store. They did. And they were in their car. They still don't get to go to a food heist prison, but the, their application mm-hmm. is duly noted. Yeah. So. Anyway, they've got a picture here of the cop displaying all the packages of meat on the hood of the car. <laughs> like he got a cocaine bust? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that poor... Yeah, it's just like that. <laughs> that it's that pretty wonderful. Like, I finally got one. I'm finally going to get in the paper. Like, this is going to be so great. It's gonna be... And then it's just packages of meat. Packages of oxtail. Almost all of it is oxtail. Anyway... And- you guys can't see this or whatever, but it's not just tails. It would have been nice if the picture were a bunch of tails. <laughs> no, they're no. cross-sections of yep. tails. Mm-hmm. I will send this article to Adam so that we can link it or something so everyone can see the cool pictures. Yeah. What happens when you're that cop and you go back you know, to everyone? You've been in the paper and you've displayed <laughs> your oxtails like you got a cocaine bust. Do they, you know? I don't know. I would use every opportunity to bring it up. Yeah. You know, like in Hudsucker Proxy, the lady mm-hmm. in there is constantly saying, I want a Pulitzer. Yep. That would be me and my oxtail bust. You know, they'd say, I don't think we can put wells on this assignment. And I'd say, are you kidding? I found 46 packages of oxtail. See, I think it would go the other way. I think. Oh, it would absolutely go the other we've way. We've got wells. We're doing a big drug bust. We get the guys and we're like, all right, send wells to check the fridge. <laughs> see if they've got any contraband in there. <laughs> And, it, and yeah. you'd be like, all right, I found, uh, I found ketchup that's three years out of date. Book them. Yeah. You know, this leads me to question, what do they do when they make a food heist bust like this? Because yeah. I have to assume that with food safety laws in the U.S., they can't resell. They can't no. restock those shelves with no. oxtail. No, so what happens? It to has it? to be evidence for the trial. <laughs> do you got to like... Keep that meat. They got to keep it until they get into court. Yeah. We have to have the meat. Your Honor, the state presents into evidence 46 packages of oxtail, which have apparently been kept unrefrigerated in the back of a police station. Sorry, Houston police. We don't mean to be making so much fun of you. No. But you really should refrigerate that stuff. (laughs) Especially in Houston. So as our last episode brought up i mm-hmm. went to grand cayman or Cayman, yeah over the holidays and so we thought we'd talk about caribbean you know trips there mm-hmm. things because did i you, had did you eat oxtail when you were there i did have some oxtail yeah joel you had some oxtail too didn't you yeah mac and cheese mac and cheese he had oxtail mac and cheese oxtail mac and cheese mm-hmm. and you didn't put that in the ice cream for us <laughs> fine sorry customs were levy 
So I had on this trip the single best excursion I've ever done. Ooh. Yep. Which one was this? So there were 10 of us. And so we just chartered a little boat. And it was with Captain Vernon, who I highly recommend. Okay. He's Jamaican, but he's lived in Grand Cayman for 22 years as a captain with his own little boat, the Concorde. Mm. Not the Costa Concordia. <laughs> but he was a great character. Oh, now we have our... You're interrupting my story with a picture of someone that, that's proud to have meat on their car. This is mid-journey AI mm-hmm. again. Anyway, I thought it was funny. It, it is pretty funny, particularly with the... The car looks like it might be made of meat itself. Yeah. The AI wasn't sure where the meat ends and the car begins. Mm-hmm. I just like the white glove treatment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Captain Vernon, he steered his boat. These little boats, I mean, it had a little cabin down below, but, you know, one person cabin. Mm-hmm. And so he had taken apart part of the canopy above. What do you call the place where you steer a ship? It's still the ship's wheel? You can't. The, you, yeah. Ship's wheel? The poop deck. I don't know what you call it. <laughs> You're supposed to know stuff like this. You like. Why am attention? I supposed to know what read, ships like, are called? History books and stuff. Yeah, they don't take place on ships. You've read Aubrey. I have not. Oh, okay. I have seen Master and Commander. Mm-hmm. Okay. But when it came out. And not since. Okay. But anyway, you know, you got a little chair with your little steering wheel, your ship's wheel. The helm. Yeah. (laughs) But that sounds so grandiose because it really is just like, you know, it's like calling the- Still call it a helm. Yeah. But that's like calling the front of your car the bridge, right? Mm -hmm. But regardless, he would stand up on his seat, head and upper torso out of the top of the canopy that he's Mm -hmm. folded back, and he steered with his foot. That's awesome. It was great. And he turned on 80s Easy Listening and songs I haven't heard in 30 years, but that were all very nostalgic. And he took us on a six-hour excursion that actually went seven hours. Mm -hmm. And it was just really awesome. That's cool. Basically saw all the sites, the water sites at Grand Cayman. So you went to the Manta Ray place? So we started at what they call like the Coral Gardens. It's just a nice little snorkeling spot, Mm -hmm. which was a lot of fun. And then he took us to the breakwater, the Barrier Reef. And there, there's a bunch of conchs. I always pronounced it wrong. I said conch, but it's conch. Mm -hmm. That had already been harvested. And he said, you know, you can bring home the shells as long as there's not an animal in it. And there, a lot of them had already been harvested. And we went diving and got those. And then he, like, took a little ring, floating ring. Anyone who wasn't a strong swimmer could hold on to that. And he took them out to the barrier where Mm -hmm. the waves are stronger. And along that were some of the different sea life was. Oh, that's cool. Joel and I were swimming out there with him. We saw a giant nurse shark hiding there. He found it for us. So I have swum in shark-infested waters. Wow. But, I mean, it's a nurse shark. (laughs) <laughs> and Joel and I dived and got some conks, and he had some conks that had animals in them, the, okay. the conch itself. And then we went to the Stingray City, okay. which is a place where you've been there before, mm-hmm. where back like 100 years ago starting, that's where the fishermen would clean their catches and dump it into the ocean before coming in to shore. And the Stingrays there just... Started in probably wasn't 100 years, but like 50 years or yeah. so. The stingrays would come and feed on that. And it's a low sandbar, it's only like three feet of water. Mm-hmm. And the stingrays there became super tame. 
And so you can go there, you can swim with them. They'll come up on, like you've probably seen pictures online of like people going like this and there's like a stingray coming up to them and like kissing them, Mm -hmm. probably taking place at this place. (laughs) Stingray City. My son and I went to Stingray Mm -hmm. City on one of the riding excuses cruises. Yeah. And yeah, I got to hold a stingray and Mm -hmm. you feed them and stuff. Yeah. It's crazy. That whole bay is like a swimming pool. It's It's magical. It's 10 feet deep Mm -hmm. at the most. And like you say, in some places only three. And so, yeah, you can just get off the boat and walk around in the water. But it's like an hour's boat across. Hours ride. Hours ride. I don't know. Journey. Journey. There you go. An hour's journey across. So it's a big, big bay. And it's, like you said, a magical swimming pool that's Mm -hmm. just huge. I do feel that I need to let the world know the first time I ever went to Grand Cayman Uh was with you. And you and I and our wives, we got off the boat for the Riding Excuses cruise and we went to a restaurant that was right on the beach. Yep. There was a little fishing boat that came up and we watched them take the freshest possible fish out of the boat straight into the kitchen. Yep. And then Brandon ordered chicken fingers. I did. <laughs> I might have ordered jerk chicken. You sure it was chicken fingers? It was chicken, chicken fingers. fingers. Yeah. I may not have had the jerk chicken. I don't think they had jerk yep. chicken there because it was such a solid seafood place. Yep. Nope. Not gonna you're not gonna get me eating fish. I have eaten a ton of fish, and I mm-hmm. hated every bite of it I, my whole life. You are welcome to hate all the fish. Mm-hmm. I just relish telling that story. It's a pretty good Brandon story. You're going to like this, though. Captain okay. Vernon, he cut up those conks that he mm-hmm. got for us, the animals, not yeah. the shells, and he let us feed the pieces to the stingrays. Okay. So they would come up, and they'd have, like, hoover mouth. They'd, like, mm-hmm. suck the food out of your mouth. Yeah. And then he took— Out of your hand. I yeah. assume you didn't feed them mouth-to-mouth. Mouth. Mouth. Well, Although, that would be great. <laughs> I would like Adam to yeah. please ask mid-journey. I'm on my way. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the part you would have loved. Okay. He took the edible part of the conch for humans, mm-hmm. and he made ceviche out of it. That sounds awesome. Right? Like he took us to the next stop, which was the starfish point mm-hmm. where the kids could collect shells and you see starfish. And he sat on the boat and he made fresh ceviche that Emily says was really good. You didn't try any of it. I didn't try any okay. of it. Joel did. Was it good? Awesome. So fresh conch ceviche. Fresh conch ceviche. Yep. This makes me want to eat ceviche. Mm. Do you like snorkeling? Like, what's your feel on snorkeling? I have been snorkeling three times. Mm-hmm. And the first two times, it was magical and wonderful. And then the third time, I had like a full-blown panic attack ah. about five minutes into it, just right off the bat. Mm. And they had to, like, carry me back to shore, and I sat the whole thing out. So I don't know what happened mm-hmm. there. This was before the panic disorder. Or right. maybe it was an early an warning early. shock of it. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. In general, I enjoy it. I should say I've gone snorkeling more than that because Don and I have gone a few times. Mm-hmm. It's fun. I enjoy it. I'm a pretty good swimmer. My son's pretty good swimmer. So I have not seen a shark while snorkeling, but I've seen a turtle. Yeah. A pretty big sea turtle. Pretty it was like two feet turtle. across. Captain Vernon found a lobster, but I couldn't see it. Joel, mm-hmm. were you there for the lobster? They pulled back. Yeah. It went and hit, and so we didn't get to see the lobster. It's not one of these giant, like, proto-lobsters. Yeah, it was in rumored a... to exist a at the bottom of the sea. Little thing. He said sometimes there's eels, there's more eels and stuff, but he was 
didn't find those. But if I'm going to pick one, going down there and being like three feet from a giant mm-hmm. shark, that, I'll pick that's that a pretty one. good one. Yeah. My closest kind of scary encounter while uh-huh. snorkeling was we were in North Shore of Oahu. Okay. In the little kind of enclosed kind of very large tide pool snorkeling place that's a little west of Turtle Bay. Okay. I can't remember what it's called. It's called like Shark Shark Cove Cove. or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it's like the training wheels version of snorkeling, Mm -hmm. but it was just delightful. It was wonderful. And it's full of anemones. And I was going through this kind of Mm -hmm. maze thing of all these reefs and rocks and looking at the different little anemones and then came around a corner and saw... The flashiest, like, Mardi Gras sea anemone. Mm. Instead of just the little one with spines, it had the huge feathers coming off, which absolutely signals, I am as poisonous as I can possibly be. Don't touch me. And where I was in the little tunnel, Mm -hmm. the tide was pushing me towards it. And I'm like, no, it's going to get me. But I managed to get away from the highly poisonous sea anemone. Venomous or poisonous? Uh, it may have been both. Probably both. I bet if I bit it or if it stung it me, you. I would be poisoned either way. Oliver, my youngest son, did step on a jellyfish. Oh. And that was traumatic for him for oh, a little bit. Did you pee on him? <laughs> no. <laughs> did, did anybody I, else pee on him? Nobody peed on him. Oh, okay. Yep. Fine. I know you have to say that because this is like public, but you can tell me for real later. Captain Vernon had vinegar. Okay. Well, so. that's good. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because Captain Vernon's like, yeah, those are out there. And he treated it like getting a mosquito bite, probably about as common or things Mm -hmm. for where he is. But my kids are like, there's, yeah, I can't do it. There's, yeah, they were, they were freaked out. My two youngest, Joel didn't Mm -hmm. care. Joel got stung too, but he was just like, like like a poison ivy sort of feel. I guess you haven't gotten poison ivy before. Oh, it was like, you got scratched, then you got like hand sanitizer in it. Okay, mm. felt like that. Okay. That makes sense. And then we went to dinner because we had to wait for it to get dark because then we went to the best part that I bet you didn't get to do because you were doing it off of a cruise ship. Yeah, so we were not there at night. And I know what you're going to say, mm-hmm. and I've never done it. Bioluminescent Bay. Mm. It was the closest I've ever been, like being in a fantasy world in real life. My brain refused to accept that I wasn't looking through some sort of VR filter. Mm. It was amazing. Just like the water glowed when you moved no, it? No, the or? water glowed when I wasn't moving oh. because I have lots of like hairs on my arms and the, the, the soft current would brush them against my hands. If I just floated, I was outlined in light, my whole body. That's cool. And it was pitch black, though it's only like three feet deep. Yeah. But it's pitch black, so you look like you're looking down into infinity. And you're glowing like you have chi powers. You got to be a radiant. I got to be a night radiant. Yeah. <laughs> it seriously, like Joel did it too. The two youngest kids wouldn't because it was dark and, mm-hmm. you know, it's totally fine. They, Captain Vernon gave them a stick that they could, you know, swish yeah. in the water so they didn't have to get in. But we got in, Emily got in, and just it's like you're glowing with power. And then Joel and I did Kamehameha's against each other, seeing who could get the glowing <laughs> radiance to go at each other. And. It was so surreal. really cool. Adam's going to do it in two weeks, a week. Yeah. Roughly. So yesterday we had a meeting here Mm -hmm. in the office, and Adam was saying 
what can you tell me about visiting Grand Canyon? And then Emily started describing reefs and starfish and all these things. And it wasn't until she got to Stingray City that I was like, oh, he said Grand Cayman, and I just heard Grand Canyon. I was trying to figure out which part of Grand Canyon had a reef in it. And the answer is the Caribbean part. Well, the Grand Canyon probably had a reef in it at some point. I mean, it's the, all those strata are mm-hmm. sediments yep. of an ocean that used to be here. So I've talked a lot about this experience, by the way. Yeah. Everybody go rent Captain Vernon's boat. And <laughs> he was great. He was like the patriarch of all the boat dudes. Of all the little tour boat yeah. guys. They all knew him. They all kind of made way for him. And he'd been doing it the longest. All the mm-hmm. others were like in their 20s. He's like in his late 40s, maybe early 50s, and just... It's been his thing forever. Mm. So what cool experiences? You've gone to the Caribbean way more than I have. What cool experiences yeah, have you had? Yeah, so the some of these Riding places? Excuses cruise used to go to the Caribbean every year. This last year, we went to Alaska instead. First of all, very cool Grand Cayman story. Uh-huh. I have always, like, enjoyed Bob Marley without really getting it. You know, I'm uh-huh. not from that culture. I wasn't from the time period. But driving that is the most attractive picture of brandon sanderson that's the closest thing i could make i don't think it knew what to do with that prompt (laughs) did you type in my name i tried on some of them i will try on this one this is the experimental version of it okay because it usually can get me if you just type brandon sanderson because there's enough photos of me online famous author brandon sanderson frenching a manta ray (laughs) no so the story is that it was in the tour boat going on that hour-long trip across the magical bay, and the guy was playing Bob Marley, and Redemption Song came on, and just something about it was so perfect that I was like, oh, I get this now. This is is incredible. And so it was very cool. I do have to say, people talk about us being bougie. Bougie ivory tower people. Yeah. Grand Cayman is like the... Brandon Island. <laughs> like all the food was like super high class and tasty and kind of snooty. It was delightful to stay there for okay. a week. Well, on the subject of food, here's my other story. And this is not Grand Cayman. Okay. But the little Royal Caribbean route that our crews used mm-hmm. to do all the time would go to Honduras. And mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of it. It's the little cruise stop in Honduras. And the first year we went, we went to this thing and we did the, and it was so boring. Mm-hmm. So the second time we went to Honduras, I'm like, this is the most boring stop. I didn't even get off the ship. I played role-playing games the whole time. Mm-hmm. But then the third time we went, I had Dawn with me again and she wanted uh-huh. to go do the zipline thing. And we went and we did the zipline thing. And then after, I asked my standard question, which is, hey, guy who lives here, where do you eat lunch? Because that's where I want to go eat lunch. And he took us, you know, down the block and around the corner to this place that, back to the beginning of the episode, was stewed oxtail. Mm -hmm. One of the best meals I've ever had in my entire life. This experience happened after the episode we recorded about the best meals we've ever eaten, or this would have been on it, because it was just phenomenal. Honduras has this kind of yellow mustardy hot sauce uh-huh. with chilies and then some mustard in it that was so good that we wandered around the little town there for like half an hour trying to find someone who was selling it. We did end up getting a bottle of it, but yeah. 
that's a top five meal experience for me. Mm-hmm. And it was just yeah. this divey place selling oxtail stew to the locals. Adam, you really like St. John's, right? Yeah, St. John's was great. Mm-hmm. That's one I've heard you talk about. I've been briefly, because it was on a cruise stop, so it was like the cruise didn't stop at St. John's. It stopped at the one next to it. St. Thomas. St. Thomas, and yeah. then you could like go over to St. John's briefly, and I know we did that. but Yeah, St. Thomas was nice, and then mm-hmm. we went to St. John's, and it was, snorkeling-wise, it was some of the best snorkeling I'd ever done mm. until that time. Then I started scuba diving, and that ruined everything. That ruined, ruined snorkeling. snorkeling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I've done that snorkeling tour out of St. Thomas because we rode a boat for like a couple of hours to get to some other island and went snorkeling there. Hmm. I will say traditionally, I have not been great at doing New Year's stuff. That's why I like going to your New Year's party or like why mm-hmm. we had our one last year. I'm like, let's actually have a New Year's party because yeah. particularly when our kids were a little bit younger, our New Year's consisted of staying up with the kids, keeping them, you know, from flipping out too much as they stayed up until midnight. Yeah. Particularly that era where they're too young to stay up till midnight, but they're old enough that they can tell that it's they not can midnight. Tell you're tricking them. Yeah. And so they stay up till midnight. They're monsters. And usually it's like, you know, with our kids, give my wife a kiss. Now stick these kids in bed. We're done. That's yeah. our wonderful New Year's. This year is going to be very tough to top because we had a condo on the beach that had doors that walked right out onto the beach. Wow. And next to us, a place had set up a big New Year's party, like out on a, not a dock thing, but kind of like a condo that had its own little floating dance thing out in the water that, you know, it's not like it was off in the water, but Mm -hmm. it was a little bit out. And there was a huge party going there with the DJ, which was actually kind of nice because this is one of the times where you want to have music in DJ. And those people who had gone to that had all paid for a boat out in the water to fire fireworks at midnight. (laughs) And it was a fantastic firework display shot like right out our door where we were standing on the beach and watching it go off. It was pretty incredible. And that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, we felt like we were at like a real party. (laughs) That's a far cry from the little get together and play magic kind of New Year's parties we typically do. Yeah, though those are way better than the, <laughs> all right, kids, go to bed, New Year's parties. That if, if that you and I, or if you aren't throwing a party that I go to, then it probably turns into one of those. So Yeah, just the put the kids to bed one. Mm-hmm. The New Year's that we did last year, yeah, we had famed fantasy author Steve Argyle. Just artist. running, artist, that's what yeah. I meant to say. Running bar, tending bar. Yeah, for he us. and Kat. Like, that was pretty we're doing mixed rad. drinks. It was really yeah. cool. They did a great job. Yeah, non-alcoholic for those who wanted non-alcoholic. Yep. Yeah, Steve and Kat are fantastic, and so that was a good New Year's. Mm-hmm. But it's man, but we got to beat Grand Cayman for this yeah. one, huh? Mm-hmm. New Year's Eve, end of twenty-four. I don't know. I think I've mentioned before, two thousand. I was on the mall at D.C. for mm, mm. 99 to 2000. I did not know that. You didn't know that? Uh-uh. Yeah. Ryan Dre from Bridge Four, uh-huh. and a few people that he's from Great Falls, Virginia. So I went out and visited him because by then we graduated. That was like the year we graduated, and he mm-hmm. had gone back to his family. So I went out, stayed with him, and we went out, went to the mall. President Clinton spoke. It was right at the reflecting pool wow. and then a bunch of fireworks right there. There were a ton of people and I got sprayed with champagne, but, you know, <laughs> made it memorable. 
That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Very nice. What was I doing? I had just gotten married in May of 99, so I was with Dawn for that first New Year's. I don't remember what we did. Probably played Magic somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Had a little board game night. Probably not listening to the present getting sprayed by champagne. No. I feel like we should not end this early. We have something we're supposed to say. We're supposed to say what we would take to a desert oh, island. Oh, that's right. This is when we were talking about this episode. Adam and Donald, and Donald. both okay. are like, here's what you can do. Our production you're, you're team is doing their job. Doing their jobs, and I apparently forgot and See, or ignored them. This is good topic because it says something about us. Okay. So what would you take? Your... Is there a category? Is this like I'm stranded on a desert yeah. island? I yeah. only have three books I can read for the rest of my life? Yeah, something like that. We only have like seven minutes, so mm. let's do Stranded on a Desert Island, three objects that you could conceivably bring with you, okay. right? Three objects. So it's not like you can be like, I am going to bring a starship. <laughs> and it can't be like a boat to get off. You know what okay. I mean? Okay, so like, we're going to say these are not escape things. These yes. are you have three to, yeah. things to amuse yourself for the rest of your life. And yeah. one of them can't be the internet. Okay, um, no internet access? No, no, you could, no, because that would get you off. Yeah. Right? But you could arguably, like, bring a copy of Wikipedia on an iPod. Could internet access get you off a desert island? Absolutely. If you were just, like, emailing the Coast Guard playing hot and cold as yeah. you saw their boat swimming around? You could around? say, I am stuck on a desert island. I have internet access somehow. Internet access tells you where you are. <laughs> Here's my ISP. Come get me. Come find me. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. nothing that could conceivably get you off of the island. Yeah, I mean... Within reason. Like, I don't think you can take internet because you can't conceivably take the internet, right? You could take a phone loaded with something, but... Yeah. Okay. I am going to want... I kind of want to say my wife, but then I'm stranding her on a desert island. I think she needs to stay with the kids. You could just say your family. Strand them all. Strand them all? Count them as one. Okay. We're going full Swiss Family Robinson. Okay. I want my whole family with me. Okay. And a giant treehouse and an ostrich that we can ride around. Those are my three Those things. Those are your three things. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What are my three things? Also, a copy of Swiss Family Robinson we can watch <laughs> on the VCR that we build out of bamboo. I definitely need, like, some sort of device. Like, I need paper and a pen so I can get some books written. Okay. Because right? that'll entertain mm -hmm. me. But I need, like, enough paper and enough pens. I don't you think you just want the solar powered laptop. I think that or if that breaks, I think a typewriter. See, maybe too mechanical if it breaks. Right, if it breaks, yeah. if the computer breaks, like I need to go down in tech level because you need to gear down a little. Yeah, okay. I think like a bale of a thousand notebooks or something like that <laughs> with pens attached or something like that. Right. Okay. So I can you can leave me there. You know. For whatever 10 years, I'm stranded, and I'll come out with a bunch of novels. Very good. That's number one. Okay. Can I take Steve Irwin? Or is it <laughs> impossible to take Steve Irwin because he's passed away? Um, you can have his ghost. I suppose. No, I, I need somebody to, like, you know. Somebody who knows. Who knows. How to survive on the how island. How to survive, but it's also interesting. Yeah. And it would be nice to talk to. Okay. Right? So You can take a resurrected Steve Irwin. A resurrected Steve Irwin. Yeah. I mean... That seems the smartest. You've got a treehouse, but what are you going to do other than you've got a treehouse, right? They have a phonograph in their treehouse. 
You didn't also, say, I specifically said an ostrich theirs. we could ride around on. Yeah. So I get to and ride around on an ostrich. I would say you're stretching the rules, but I have a resurrected Steve <laughs> Irwin. And so therefore, I think that you are, uh, you are victorious. Okay. And what's my third thing? Like, I need something to, like, help me. I'm going to take his treehouse. <laughs> After it appears on his island, it's coming to mine. Not a copy of it. Yeah, the I'm taking actual your one. actual treehouse. And okay. I thought you were just going to take Ethan. I oh, thought man, you said I could take Scar. You said things you could conceivably have with you, and now yeah. you've got a thousand notebooks and somebody else's treehouse. You house. took a house, so a thousand notebooks is smaller than the house. With house. Me. I built the house while there. You said out it was of, your uh, three items. You said the house was one of your three items. Well, yeah, but they built the house out of the crashed sailing ship. Okay. So you can totally sail a ship there. And then crash it. And then crash it. And then build. Yeah. So you, you're going to build it yourself. You're going to bring a crashed ship, not a house. <laughs> when I was just going to give you a house that's magically there. Well, then you were going to take it away. Yeah, well, you didn't know that at the time. <laughs> I want you to have a nice house because I'm stealing it from I you. If you do. build it out of I have a rubble, very nice house. It's not a nice it house. It has a little water wheel made out of bamboo. I will say that Daniel, mm-hmm. sound engineer, might have the best answer, and his is a chef. A chef, yeah. A chef? See, I think Steve Irwin keeps me alive better than your chef who doesn't know what parts of, you know. You need Captain Vernon. You need Captain Vernon. Captain, Captain Vernon, Vernon to choice. make you a conch ceviche every yeah. day. Mm-hmm. I will say that I distinctly said, as we were traveling on this thing, mm-hmm. that I was going to, in the name of Steve Irwin, get vengeance upon these stingrays by being super nice to them and appreciating the <laughs> wonder that is the animal world, just as Steve Irwin would want. Okay. So cool. I got vengeance for him. Take that, stingrays. Take that, stingrays. I appreciated your natural beauty and <laughs> what you provide for the world because of Steve Irwin. Mm. All right, then. You know what else I would take with me on an island? Ben. Ben. He's family. <laughs> he, he he would come along. He doesn't know, but he just magically yeah, I mean, I have to take there. all Ben's kids, too. I mean, it depends on how nice you're being. <laughs> I'm also going to take a tub of that really good ice cream from last week. Which one? The one that was the... Oh, the almond one? Yeah, the almond crunchy one. Yeah. I'm just going to have the sour mango one. And be sad. And be sad. You can sit in the hall of your once nice treehouse. among the ruined root system of my stolen treehouse eating sour mango ice cream. You can probably see my island from across the way. <laughs> I'm riding on stingrays and Just dolphins. Just outside of reach. I've got Steve Irwin. Yeah. Alas. How's that, Ben? Enjoy your trip. 